Welcome, soccer fans, to the State of the Republic podcast. I'm your host, Luis, and today we're going to be talking about yesterday's uh, amazing 1-0 win against San Antonio, uh, a team that we definitely had, um, let's say, so a hidden revenge of sorts after uh, losing against them 1-0 last year in what was a really chaotic game, if um, any of you recall, if you, especially if you were at the stadium. But... We're able to beat the team that was formerly in first place of the West. They are no longer first place thanks to us. Should make us feel really good. I know everyone here on the show is uh, really excited to talk about it and, and to talk about uh, our experience yesterday at the stadium as well. So let's go ahead and introduce our two co-hosts, Sharon and Jared. First, let's go over to you, Sharon, because I, I know you're busy driving right now, but I, I want to make sure that we, we go with you first. <laughs> I, I hope I'm not on mute because I can't really tell. <laughs> but we can um, hear you loud and clear. <laughs> oh, excellent. And, and you can probably just heard that little hot rod that zoomed right by me. Anyhow, I'm doing good. Um, say a little prayer for my mom. Uh, everything is, is swell. Excellent night last night uh, on at, at Hard Health Park. It was amazing. And Jared, I'm curious if you were able to catch the stream or catch the game because we knew, you know, nature-wise what you were faced with with trying to get the game in Phoenix or Avondale, sorry. No, I was actually able this time to pick up the stream uh, pretty well. I mean, I was able to get it on my phone and watched uh, the majority of the match. Uh, so, so yeah, I mean, it, it was great seeing the boys put out uh, such an effort. Uh how can I put it this way? Uh, San Antonio was tripping over themselves uh, quite quite often, and that and that definitely helped us out. So, great night overall, especially with Phoenix losing to Birmingham. And speaking of Birmingham, we'll go into a little bit detail later on about that. Excellent, excellent. Hey, Luis, you and I were sitting really close to each other. How are you doing the night after yelling your head off like I was? I'm actually doing much better with this one. I, I think. You know, yes, there were yelling because there is never a game where we don't yell. I don't care if we win 4-0. We're probably going to be yelling at the referee. <laughs> but yeah. luckily, I think because we won and because there are more moments, but there weren't as many moments as other referees have had to put us through. My voice is actually doing pretty decent, too. And just so everyone knows, we're recording at like noon, almost 1 p.m. on the Sunday after this game. And, and so... Normally, my voice would be out of it right now until tonight, but yeah, I'm, I'm doing pretty good. Um, I don't know about your voice, Sharon, but I know you and your sister had a blast, and I could I could hear you, was it like three rows behind me, and it was great, especially oh, when you guys did the the chant, and, and I think it was you guys, but correct me if I'm wrong, where you guys kept saying, Ref, referee, you suck, referee, you suck, right? And then I joined in as well, and I was like, all right, let's go, this is, this is good. <laughs> Was it was it you and your sister or am I? Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> that was good. That was okay, good. so so this is so funny. I gotta just dive, digress for one second. There was a time it it was the second time we yelled referee you suck. Maybe a third time. But when Dan Casey got fouled and the referee didn't stop the game and he got literally clocked right in the face and I mm -hmm. bet he's gonna have a shiner. I mean, it was bad and he was down on the ground and the referee didn't stop the game. It felt like for like three minutes, but it was literally maybe only 15 seconds or so, but he didn't stop the game. And it was like, you guys, it was a, they were on a San Antonio was on the, uh, 
the attack. And that's, I started yelling, referee, you suck after he finally stopped the game. And the guy behind me was like, oh, um, the foul was called in our favor. And it's like, yeah, no, I know. But the referee didn't call the foul for like an eternity. And it took the fourth mm-hmm. official to get that referee. So it was so funny having this guy behind me correct me in, you know, yelling, referee, you suck. And then I had to explain the rationale behind my, you know, starting this chant up. And it was like, no, because he didn't call. He didn't stop the game. He just let it roll. <laughs> and San Antonio was on the attack. Imagine if they had scored while Dan Casey was flopped while he was literally laying motionless on the ground. So that was a little, you know, that was one of those things. It's like, no, you guys have to get in my head when I'm figuring out what I'm going to yell. Referee, you suck. But I guess I need to explain myself to my uh, uh, people sitting around me. Anywho, yeah, we had Jane and Scott Walker behind me. And it was just a great environment in that section. I loved it. Yeah, it, it was a really great vibe as 105 usually is. And that's why I always like to say if anyone wants to sit at a really amazing section where you're going to be hearing a lot of people yell at, 105 is the place to be because you're right behind the team bench. And anything you say... I guarantee you anyone on that pitch can hear you because you're yeah, so close even, to the pitch. <laughs> we even sang a uh, happy birthday to Keiko. Uh, Zico. Zico. Zico right. we, we, sang, Zico. we sang happy birthday to Zico. And he like totally ignored us. And then we were chanting for Luther to come on because we could tell that Dougie was running out of gas. <laughs> it was, But then all of a sudden, I think Dougie heard us yelling for Luther. And all of a sudden, he stepped on the gas pedal. And the next thing you know, he's like so into the game. And it's like, well, that was cool. And Luther hadn't even been subbed on. Luther came on for Kecko. But at the end of the day, it, you know, the experience was phenomenal overall. And I know we're going to go to Galazos of Gratitude unless you had one other announcement to make ahead of that. Um, I, I didn't have anything right now uh, for the time being. So let, let's go ahead and get into Golazos of Gratitude. And let, let's cue the music. Sharon, let's have you go first, because I know you you got some already there, so. <laughs> so, so yes, um, Colossus of Gratitude, and I'm going to start right off, first off, I'm going to start off with Luis Urbano, just for the fact that you, you've accommodated my schedule today for this podcast, and, you know, for just being an absolute trooper all the way around, and getting yourself to the game yesterday, and I know you're going to have a gloss of gratitude to a particular person because of the game, but I'll let you announce that one yourself. Um, I also wanted to give a shout out again to my sister for joining me at the match. And, um, you know, to all the folks that are back working, you know, in the different areas that we run into, you know, just super high fives to all of them and to Connor, always Connor gets a gloss of gratitude. You know that for a fact. And the other one is, you know, I wanted the three players that wandered over and, and you know, did selfies with us. I just got to give them all a shout out. So, and this was like late. They were all headed back to the locker room. And I don't know if like they have to be present for the post game talk or whatever. You know, it's like, oh, you get a fine if you don't get back to the locker room on time. I don't think that's true. But, you know, it's like my heart was like, oh, they stayed back. Um, I want to give a, a, a GG to Roro, Danny Videolo, and Matt LaGrossa. Awesome guys. Um, incredible for them to swing by and take selfies with us. And then we posted them on our, um, well, Luis posted them and he tagged us. So that was awesome to see our, you know, our 
our pictures and them and to be able to be around them and just chat with them. It's nice. But the other one, one last one, and then I'll let y'all take it, take it on, is um, Stephen Alley. I finally met the team admin. Well, actually, he's director of operations, and there's another part of his title that just blows me away. I met him. He's, he's like the guy that holds the team together and makes sure all the arrangements are done, all the events are right, that the guys are housed. Um, he just, he tackles all the hard stuff on behalf of the, uh, the general manager and the director of soccer, you know, the whole, everything to do with the players, this is what this guy handles. So all the transactional stuff behind the scenes, all the paperwork, I finally met him last night and he is incredible. If you look him up on any Facebook or LinkedIn search, it's Stephen with a P-H, Ali, A-L-L-I. He played um, uh, football, collegiate football um, for, uh, oh gosh, Florida. Oof. Anyhow, you guys will look it up and you'll let me know who it was. He's phenomenal and he's ours, all ours. So it's like, we've got these incredible, I know, right? And he, so we texted and it's like, oh my God, I now have his contact information and it blows me away because those are the people that make the world go round for the team. And they're, you know, I don't want to say they're the unsung heroes, but I've got to give us major galazzo of gratitude for him being so receptive to a quick chat with me and all of that. Just great guy. You guys, if you see him out there, he's this tall guy that comes out after the team has already come out and taken, you know, the field. He'll be the last one out. Great. So shout out to him. Enjoyed it. You guys, what's your what's your take on uh, your glosses of gratitude today? All right. Well, I got to give a glass of gratitude uh, going out Dallas ways to uh, Southwest Airlines uh, because I was able to finally get a good deal again going up to july so july 16th i'm going to be out there for our match versus birmingham legion fc who last night took out phoenix rising fc in chandler one nothing so this is going to be a good match coming up in july and also it's going to be during the state fair so more than likely the game ticket's going to be good for state fair admission as it has been in the past year so I can't wait to see all y'all out there. And, and of course, you know, I can't wait to see uh, Luis and Sharon again. I mean, the last time we all got together was uh, the regular season finale. Of course, we're going to meet up in you know, over in Monterey, but still, this is going to be home cooking and I cannot wait. So thank you very much, Southwest, because all the other airlines were getting about $350, $400 round trip, possibly because it's such short time. But Southwest comes through in the clutch. How about, how about you, Luis? $99 too, right, for the flight. Well, yeah, Jared, that, that's going to be really great. And we, we can't wait to uh, see you again. And this time, if I forget, please just keep reminding me once you land in Sacramento to bring you uh, that new podcast microphone set so you can actually have it. Um, I, I need to make sure. I, I should probably just have it in the car already. And- <laughs> leave it there until until i go over there but uh we'll definitely uh get you that so you can have your own little mic set up here as as i do yeah i mean like i said it's it's gonna be early in the morning so more than likely i'll probably head into downtown get some breakfast or something like that yeah that's awesome we can't really wait uh 
for that. And, and I'll definitely be at that game too, because it's the state fair and I, I do enjoy uh, going to, to the state fair. All right. Well, as far as uh, Michael loves of gratitude, I just have a couple here. Uh, first one goes out to Ryan strange uh, for giving me his tickets again, as, as he did a couple of months ago, uh, I was able to take my cousin and he had a blast. So also gloss of gratitude to my cousin for coming over to the game and witnessing yet another victory. So it seems like every time I bring a family member to a match, we win. Anytime I go to a match on my own, we don't. So I guess I got to <laughs> keep uh, bringing family members to matches. That's that's what the, the trend is looking like. <laughs> well, that and I've got to keep wearing the Vukovic old school uh, jersey from, you know, our first season i have the the number 12 jersey signed by the way um and i've washed it and the signature stayed so that was cool Ooh. so i'll just keep wearing the Bukovic jersey from lotto okay we'll do that you oh, bring okay. you bring family i'll wear the jersey okay and I'll, right. and I'll and i'll see if i can find some way to bring my towel <laughs> there yes you go. don't forget that towel, towel for the towel. game you're coming <laughs> No one is going to tell you that you cannot bring a flag or a towel. So bring it, display it. You, you could put it on the fence. All good. <laughs> there you go. Uh, and then one more gloss of gratitude goes out to Connor. Uh, and Sharon mentioned it's, it's always Connor. But yesterday he was able to help me out with uh, getting some tickets for uh, one of my friends and her boyfriend. And they had a blast. They enjoyed the game as well. So Major shout out to Connor for um, making it happen and getting them some really good seats as well. Uh, I, I know they really appreciated Connor and, uh, you know, we, we really enjoyed having them around, even even if they were in a different section. I, I know I, I talked to them at halftime and they were, they were having a, a blast being uh, at the stadium. So thank you again. That's excellent. You know what, though? I think I mentioned this on our live show, but I really want to re-mention it here. And it follows right on the back of what you just said about tickets. I got to. I got to give Damia some massive praise. You know, not only did he um, do a training session with a friend of mine's daughter, she's a sweetheart, both of them. I mean, they're great. But he also uh, set them up with tickets to the match last night, and they were just ecstatic at the match. They were that Damia played the full game, which was fabulous. And, you know, the whole the whole thing for them that set up, I just have to thank him. Um, what a wonderful, what a wonderful friend, you know, to help. You know, so it's like Connor giving you tickets. It's like when that happens, you just feel so honored, right? And we really appreciate all of that. We appreciate that. Oh, yeah. It, it means a lot to the people on, on the receiving end when, when someone does things like that. And, and we never forget those things. I mean, I, I know I certainly don't forget when back in uh, 2017, the team took care of me after I had gone through an unfortunate situation with uh, security at the stadium. And Joe Wagner was there. I'll never forget you know joe's uh phone call and then what went on after that it, it was really great and that's why i became a season ticket member at the time so yeah that is excellent but but i'm gonna give one little boost to to connor connor you gotta find a way to on on uh, that june uh, july game when jared's back in town to at least get us a couch seat, especially if it's, you know, like in the shady side, like on the west side, you know, we'll motate over, we'll invite our friends. If there's a way we could arrange for once getting a couch without having to, you know, just 
think about it, you know, that game against Birmingham, couches, you know, the drink setup, the whole thing. We would love that. Okay, I'm 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 begging right now, but I'm done with that. <laughs> I mean, that, that would, would just great. really put us over the moon. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so we could even do like a little pregame live show for like oh. 15 minutes from, from the couch. How great oh. would that be with the players training there? And yeah. Oh, my goodness. That would be so fabulous. Jared, I know you wouldn't break away from TVB to come sit on the couches with us, right? You might catch me there with a turkey leg and a beer. You never know. <laughs> oh. Cap- cap- Couch might work out if I have those. <laughs> oh, all right, Sharon. Okay. I think I think we're gonna uh, have Jared be experience the game from a different angle now. I think it's gonna yeah, happen. Well, at least a part of it because I know how much he loves to stand over there in TBB, and we all do. Um, but you know, for just a little while, coming and we know other people that will come definitely and sit on the couch with us. You know, otherwise known as Tina Scott Bradford. Jane Scott Walker, you know, we know people that will sit on the couch with us. <laughs> Probably might even be better for my feet, too. Exactly. You mm. can put a, a leg up, you know, <laughs> all of that. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Well, all right. All right. Let's get on. Let's let's move on to game analysis. We've had a blast yes. already so far. Let's yeah. talk oh, about yes. last night's 1-0 win. And, yeah, we've got to keep it clean because we're recording during the daytime. So, you know. <laughs> MTB is the only thing that we get to say. It's quick. It's family friendly. It works. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He who shall not be named. Uh, yeah. Although a lot of people are over it. You know, a lot of people are over that aspect of it. And they're just looking at it as straight as one team playing another. And yeah, somebody was a former and he's now chosen to take a high road, but whatever. So yeah. let's get on with it. Plus, we, we, we defeated San Antonio. That was the best form of revenge we can get. And we're happy. We're happy that he lost. So that's double the joy, right? We, we won. Double the joy. He, he lost. Um, well, yeah, yesterday, a 1-0 win in, in a game that it started out uh, a little bit challenging for us. Uh, I don't know if you two would agree, right? The first, I want to say, we were, 20 oh, minutes. We were not. challenging. We were so, okay, so Luis, we saw the same thing. They were so unsettled. Our guys looked like they just were unsettled, like they were had their nerves in their throat, at least the field players. Our goalkeeper was fine. You know, Danny mm. Videolo, he's yeah. been here before, and it's like no big deal for Danny. But our, our guys, our field players, it just, the connecting passes weren't being made. The anticipation wasn't there. It just felt uh, frantic again. And once they settled down, Luis, what did you see? We saw a team that understood each other much better, right? There were more connections that, that were going on too. But but I do have to say that even as we were up in the scoreline, I, I still noticed a lot of moments where they were doing what, what I like to dub as a ghost passes, right? Where they were passing the ball and you were like, uh, who was that for? Because there was no one near the ball, right? Or maybe they were just... Uh, trying to clear the ball away frantically. And it's like, uh, you could have probably like slowed down for just a bit past it, you know, more calmly. And we wouldn't have like lost possession so quickly. Right. So that's one thing that I noticed a lot. And I noticed that more, I think than in other games. And so might just be one thing to uh, watch out for, right. It's like, if you're going to pass the ball, have an idea in mind, don't just frantically do it. I mean, I understand there's sometimes situations where you have to do it, but don't let it be like the recurrent thing, right? Where like you, you recover the ball and then you do a long pass and 
there's no player to be found anywhere near that pass. So, yeah, that I noticed the same thing. And Jared, I'm not sure if you saw that on television, but we saw it, you know, because it was it was right in front of us, obviously. But it was really kind of evident that the, the connections weren't being made. Or oh, the other thing that Luis and Jared, I don't know if you saw this. So I'll let you speak here in a second, Jared, because I'm like blabbing. Um, the compression, both teams compressed the field they stepped their defense up and they pulled their front line back because our guys because uh san antonio stepped their defense up so the guys were literally playing in a one-third of the field in this little tiny spot on the either side of the the center circle and it was like so frustrating because they weren't able to stretch each other out up and down the field and sometimes we forgot to stretch each other out on the width this was the weirdest thing i've ever seen you know, because normally I see a much more stretched game. It got that way eventually, but for the longest time, it was like this little tiny segment right in front of us. That that's all the game was being played in until we could break them down. Yeah, I did notice the other compression as well. It felt it felt like they they were playing a, a beach soccer match by by how small the uh, the, the size was, and I think it. Might have been uh, pregame jitters, you know, given the fact that we're taking on the then uh, number one ranked uh, Western Conference team. I mean, granted, we didn't really have that feeling too much against Phoenix in the Open Cup. But then again, they're not exactly top of the West like uh, San Antonio was. And we did have uh, quite a bit of pressure put against us. I mean, they they did come prepared. We were kind of a little iffy. We got things more solid later on in the match, thankfully, but, uh, but no, this was definitely a big time match. This wasn't exactly, uh, you know, mid season filler or anything like that, but I'm just glad that, uh, we, <laughs> yeah, just... we're not like playing Portland Timbers under 23 for a practice match. Right. <laughs> seriously, seriously. But uh, I'm, I'm just glad that uh, we ultimately uh, took it to San Antonio and Danny V, as we've seen the majority of the season, he has been a massive concrete wall. And, I mean, to kind of borrow from your from your uh, nickname of him being the golden body. And like I might have mentioned in an Instagram story uh, yesterday, given the fact that Danny V has a uh, has, has a red beard and he is a golden body, would that make him rosé gold? You know, ele- an elevated level of gold, if you will. There you go. A much more beautiful gold, if you ask me. Rose gold. Rose gold. Yes. Well, the, 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 Danny does have a new nickname, according to William, right? Sure. Not to not to put that on blast, right? But- oh, my God. Paul, William, if you're listening to this, we're so sorry. We're going to repeat this. But we just couldn't stop laughing, including him. Say what it was. Say it, Louise. Say what the nickname is. Danny DeVito, <laughs> which we're, we're glad he's not that short. Otherwise, I don't no. know, he'd be Golden Gloves. <laughs> it was the nah. most cutest thing. We were just talking. He had just come by and taken a photo with us. And uh, or maybe it was just before he came and took a photo with us. And, and William goes, yes, Danny DeVito. And we just looked at him and it's like, no, no, no. It's not Danny DeVito. <laughs> and William, he just lost it. He was laughing so hard. You know, because he never, I mean, like he doesn't make mistakes. He's very precise and everything is, you know, all of his, like if you follow his Instagram or his Facebook profile, he's like 
really accurate on so many different levels on so many different things to hear him say Danny DeVito we just laugh we laugh so hard yeah so uh Danny Vidiolo if we happen to call you Danny DeVito don't take offense <laughs> I I say let's stick with the rose gold yeah, <laughs> that, that's that that's that's just me <laughs> yeah well, it's kind of like we wouldn't let Luis Urbano call Jack or Jack in the box it's like no we are not going with that nickname. Sorry, no, it's not going to no. stick. <laughs> I, I'm sure Jack probably makes some mean burgers in, in his off time, but no, 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 not Jack in the box because he's not going to stay in the box. That's a goalkeeper's nickname, but not a yeah. guy who blazes up that outside <laughs> life. Oh my God! Last night my sister she wouldn't be quiet. It was lovely. She kept asking for Jack Gurr to make the pass to Luis Felipe, and then. Up to, I forget who the next person was supposed to be for, you know, oh, Dougie. That's what it was. It was like, she, my sister just kept yelling, Jack, police. You know, <laughs> it's so good. So everybody loves Jack. Yeah. Thankfully, it's not the, what is it, a board game, right? Isn't there a board game where, is it called Everybody Knows Jack? Oh, is it? Yes. There's a game. No, it's called uh, You Don't Know Jack. You don't, oh, you don't, you don't know, know Jack. Jack. Oh, okay. So right. it. There's another nickname there, right? You don't know Jack, right? You don't know Jack. Surprises people. It's like, oh, this is yeah. a guy that, you know, is going to do some wonders out there. So, <laughs> Okay, so I got to move move us on. So Tina, she kind of put me, I, I don't want to say this is not a bad thing. This is a good thing. Because I was like a little wah wah about Dougie and all this other stuff. And she's like, well, hey, look it. We had Dougie. Dougie moves so much better this match than in other matches he's been right there he's been this he's been that yeah he's been a little bit flashy and a little you know whatever but last night's goal it was the Roro to Keko to Dougie was everybody's seen it on the highlight film but take a minute everyone and take a look at that highlight film um it just what a what a goal what a goal it's clinical it was like it was like they practiced it and obviously they had because it was perfect let me be the first to actually apologize formally here on the podcast <laughs> to Dougie for actually saying that he should he should start on the bench, right? I, I said that in the live show, like he needs to be on the bench, right? Coach needs to give him a lesson, but I'm glad that, you know, they, they worked things through and, and coach decided to actually start him. And so I'm sorry, Dougie, you, you proved us wrong, right? You proved me wrong, I should say specifically, because I wanted you to to be in the bench but in this game you're right Sharon like the guy was much different and uh, even before he scores the goal off the corner kick I mean first of all amazing shot by Roro right the the goalkeeper barely was able to like uh hit that one out too but it was going to be a really nice goal and out of a long distance shot and we know Roro can pull those shots any day and, and I'm glad that you know he he tried to do that because when you pull those shots you might just gain a corner kick from it, right? They might not all turn out into goals, but you might get a corner kick, which might lead into a goal. And that's exactly what happened in this situation too. But uh, if you guys look at the replay, once the, the goalkeeper uh, stops that, it clears it away to the corner kick. You see Dougie like just go running right straight to the, the corner, just getting the ball ready for Roro, right? To uh, get that corner kick. And, I like that. I like that hustle from Dougie knowing that, you know, hey, we're we're on fire right now. You just had a really good shot. Let's go, right? We got this adrenaline rush in, in us. 
we got this right. We can get that goal. I really appreciated seeing that sense of urgency from Dougie after Roro pulled a, a really good shot. And then, of course, you know, goal comes through. Roro gives a, a little short pass to Keko, and Keko pulls an amazing cross. And Dougie comes through unmarked, doing his job, just as you got to do when you're. Uh, in those situations where you get across, right? You got to be moving around, trying to find that open space. And he sure did. And and he rewarded us with uh, another goal, similar to that goal he scored against uh, Phoenix Rising in the Open Cup. If y'all recall, right? That goal that just sealed the deal for us in that game. And I believe that is his fourth goal of the season, if, if I'm not mistaken. Um, is it the fourth or is it the third? We'll have to, we'll have to check that one out. I think it might be his third. Well, what were your thoughts on the goal, Jared, with uh, what, what went on, too, right? I mean, even before the goal with the amazing Roro shot. Oh, man. I, Roro was definitely getting some sh- some shots here and there. I mean, a lot, a lot of the team were. So I mean, there were definitely a lot of close ones, but this one was, was perfect. I mean, Roro got set up over to Keko. Keko saw an open spot, and then uh, Dougie just jumped right in there. I mean, it's you, you can't do it up much better than that. It would be great if we had some more, but uh, it certainly wasn't for lack of 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 trying. So this is yet another magnificent uh, goal right in front of the TBB section. Got us in the lead one nothing. And plus, it's one of those uh, what I call practice plays, right? Because you don't just get lucky of like, hey, I'll give you a short pass and the corner kick and then you just cross it and let's hope someone actually gets it. These are things that they're practicing actively, right? They, They... They've had this play practice, I'm sure, dozens of times where, you know, uh, Roro doesn't do straight up the corner kick. He just does a little short pass to Keko, and then Keko pulls a, a cross like that. And and it's good, right? We, when they do these kinds of things, you just don't know when the cross is going to happen, right? So when you decide to not straight up pull across, it's not a bad idea to do that. You know, I don't know. A lot of people might think, you know, oh, let's just... Just do the long distance corner kick. You don't know if they're even going to be able to successfully pull a lacrosse after the pass. But but if you do, everyone's not as focused as they are you, typically if it's just a straight corner kick um, cross. Looks like we got hey, Sharon that, back. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Sorry about that little brief uh, lack of uh, connectivity. I'm, I'm in a neighborhood where um, it's historically really crappy cell reception for AT&T. Um, anybody who has AT&T, so hopefully one day they'll get more um, towers out here. But They actually ended up getting a red card in the second half, yes. just as I predicted. Right. I knew there was gonna, the red card was, was going to happen, and uh, it, it was a weird situation, right? I mean, it was a double oh yellow God. card, I should say, right? Yeah, um, double yellow. But, and we were so yeah. begging for Mitch to just get a yellow just on principle, and he didn't. He was behaved the whole game. Well, actually, one thing I got to say about that uh, double yellow card, and mm-hmm. I know, Sharon, you noticed it probably as well because you were right there. Um, the referee completely forgot initially that that guy already had a yellow card, right? Did you notice that? Right. Like that yes. long delay? Yep. It was mm-hmm. like, yes. come on. How do you forget that? <laughs> yeah, he did. You're right. You're right. He did. And I actually thought Dougie was going to get a yellow or something mm-hmm. because there was a little, did you see the retaliation? Yes. On the, yeah. the foul, you know, Dougie got ridden down to the ground with a guy on his neck, which then caused Dougie to have to get subbed out. Right. 
Dougie had to get subbed out. He was, he kind of got injured on that foul. Um, And that's when Zico, I think came in at that point, but, but he kind of threw his elbows back to get the guy Mm -hmm. off of him. And it's like, he should have just waited two more seconds. The guy was getting off of him. You know, he was, he was leaving, but yeah. Yeah, because the, the the guy was holding on to him. I don't even know why yeah. he held on to him for so long. It's like uh, you could probably and he was also grabbing his mouth. If you noticed, right? He had his yeah, hand was, on his mouth. I don't know why. Weirdest so thing. So bad. Yeah. It was a weird. Yeah, that was a weird, weird, weird situation. Um, yeah, that was weird. But yeah, <laughs> but then what, after he fell down, after Dougie was on the ground for a while, oh, there was the elbow, Dougie's elbow, just to get the guy to let go. Yeah. yeah, but, but I'm with you. Thought, that that yeah. was risky. It's risky. That was risky. Especially elbows. It's like, Dougie, watch that elbow. Don't use that elbow. <laughs> not not that elbow again, right? Yeah, not that famous elbow. Yeah, the, the red card elbow. <laughs> yeah. But so that's that's what basically happened uh, with that too. I think team had much better control in the second half. Right. Um, and luckily it worked out in our favor. Uh, all was good. We saw a team that really wanted the win. They knew they had it already and they wanted to make sure that we secured it. And at no point did I feel like San Antonio had much of an opportunity in the second half to really even pull away a, a tie from this match. And it's good. It's a whole different yeah. feeling than we had last year, because last year right. we know when we got tied or when we were winning, we were so nervous about whether we were even going to get a tie or even end up losing the match. Right. I know. Um, but there, there were a few moments, you know, where, uh, where San Antonio did have some opportunities and it was a little nerve wracking. You know, there were times where it, it was nerve wracking, but we had some guys on the field yesterday that played nearly the, either nearly a full match or more mm. minutes than they ever had. And that's Damia. Yeah, there because mm. Duke Lacroix was not in action and neither was Malik Foster. And I don't know, I don't know if you received the box information from uh, John Jacobs yet, but I mean, there might be an injury report in there. So hopefully you'll be able to request that from him. Um, you know, but it will be interesting to find out, you know, why those guys weren't even listed. Um, but at the end of the day, we were able to get some other guys on the field towards the end of the match. And uh, Keko, I mean, he played a fabulous match, you know, when, you know, he got fed the ball. The one thing that Tina did say, or maybe it was Jane, Jane, she was saying that it seemed like Dougie, n- not to distract from the goal that he scored, but that Dougie really likes to have the ball directly to his feet or really to him. You know, he's a, um, he's that guy. He's, a, I don't know. I don't, there's no term for that, but he really needs to have accuracy to him, you know, for, for him to do his magic on the pitch. I'm definitely glad that we had the uh, upper hand as far as self-control on our end, because San Antonio was just giving themselves yellow card after yellow card, especially the one where the, the um, one of the San Antonio players just kicked the ball to try to, I guess what, what their plan was maybe to run off time, but, but that's not the way you do it. And he ended up getting yellow carded for kicking the ball in a quite distance away. That only helped us. So Galazzo is a gratitude to San Antonio. Yeah. Oh, a late Galazzo of gratitude. I love it. <laughs> they did have moments where uh, it seemed like they were wasting time despite losing. Right. So I, I was not complaining on that. I was like, keep wasting as much time as you want. 
but keep, keep at it. If we're winning, we, we don't complain about time wasting. That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, but I do have to say, those subs came in later. I know it's a thing we're always going to say, but in this game, 79th minute, I don't know. I feel like you got tired legs out there, and we got players like Luther that everyone wanted him to be subbed in. I know Sharon and her sister kept shouting, Luther, <laughs> Luther, sub him in, right? And and yeah, I don't know if Coach heard or what, but it was like probably like 10 minutes before the sub actually happened. So, <laughs> well, the funny thing is, is like they, I, I would have picked somebody else to sub Luther for, but then it was like, oh, they're bringing one of my favorite guys, skill wise, Keko. I mean, look at how many times he juked a guy out of his shoes. Mm-hmm. You know, Luther can, uh, Luther, Keko can change direction so fluidly. Um, and so does Damia. What's with these guys from Spain? I mean, their change of direction is just fun. You can't even see it coming. And the next thing you know, they've got, they're totally unmarked. I love it. But anyhow, he, Luther did come in for, for Keko and it was like, oh man, that's my guy, but whatever. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They, they definitely have a really great Spanish connection and whole different ball game, right? We know the European game is much different. And these guys have all that experience in them already, right? With uh, some experience playing in their native country and even in Italy yeah. too. Keiko had a brief spell there too. So all good. And and they've been a really amazing addition to the team this season. So let's go ahead and look at the podcast winner dinner competition that we have going on here and how the standings are looking like. And you guys can all hear the excitement in my voice it's because... I actually gained a point and a little another late colossal gratitude to Sharon because thanks to her I got this point. Jared, Jared might be really mad right now, <laughs> but Sharon added a category of whether Mitch would get a yellow card or not as a bonus. Yeah. I was the only one who said Mitch will not get a yellow card, and I ended up getting the bonus point of that. So with that, I actually now have six points. Sharon has four, and Jared has three. So. Thank you, who, he who shall not be named. You gave me a point. <laughs> yeah, he and the girl who uh, created the new category. Dang it. Oh, yeah. Oh, Jared, yeah. What was I thinking? Jared, stop me the next time I do that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm the one that, that lives around geese. I'm, I'm the one that's getting the goose egg this week. So, <laughs> well, you and me both, buddy. We both got a goose egg. Mm. You know, I, I was like, so this is so bizarre. I was almost like, come on, San Antonio, tie it up so I can get a point for the score. And then I was like, what are you saying, girl? This is all going out inside of my head, right? (laughs) 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 It's like, oh, I got half the score. (laughs) Almost. Same year. Yeah. I almost got that. (laughs) Uh, But I do have to say once again, Whenever we say that team will tie or lose, um, or no, no, I should say, I said the team would tie in the last one. So I guess tying aside, whenever we think the team won't do good in general as a whole, they end up actually winning. And usually you, the podcast listeners, was actually right. And we're not right because we're the ones that are thinking, you know, realistically, you know, this is what's going to happen. But then team proves us wrong. So all I'm saying is that we need to predict more losses and ties for the team because it looks like <laughs> they're proving us wrong. So, you know, it's, we want them to win. We want to be wrong. And so thank you team for proving us wrong. We like that. <laughs> so and with- Scott Bradford, oh, you again. Uh-huh. Yeah. He, he got it, got it again too. And uh, I mean, 
he is close to podcast magic, so wouldn't be surprised if some of that magic uh, is being shared away too. So, yeah, I, 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 you know what? I think it's the hair. It's got to be the, the hair. Yeah, yeah. He's like a, he's a he's a sub. He's literally the 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 sub for he's the sub pavilion. You know, he's yeah. the the ghost. You you know, it's kind of like it's hard to fight a ghost, and so you know the spirit lives on on our in in uh, Sacramento. Just like we carried Roro's spirit all these years until we kept getting him back. It's like, uh-huh. three's a charm. Let's not do this again. Let's just keep the man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So let's go ahead and give our predictions for our next match. Uh, we are going to be traveling over to Detroit to play against Detroit City Saturday, uh, June 11th at 4.30 p.m. So earlier start time for us. Um, but we will be playing against uh, the team that plays with the home kit that looks exactly like Sac Republics, except you got to swap out the sponsors and uh, the main kit supplier. But design-wise, it's as if we're playing against, uh, oh, speaking of ghosts, against our, our ghost. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Yeah, our spirit animal. No, not really. Okay, so we're, we're playing Motor City, and they actually are kind of, um, what's their standing right now in the Eastern Conference? They are in a third place right now. Third place, that's what you said. Okay. So I think it's an away match. We're going to get there early. We're leaving on a Thursday. It's probably a hellacious flight, but gives us all day Friday to get our legs. Um, So I say we've acclimated. We're going to deal with whatever the weather throws us. I say we go in and we spoil it at at Detroit City. And I'm going with a a 2-1 win. And our first goal scorer... You know, I've got to do it. I've got to get back. I, I, I got to. My apologies to Dougie for not picking him lately, but Dougie, I'm going with Dougie. He's just going to do it. Unless he's injured. Oh, 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 can I get an injury sub? If he doesn't make the trip. Mm-hmm. Oh, if he's what do you guys think? Uh, what do you think? Karen? Like if he's injured, yes. can I have a backup? Are you guys okay with that? <laughs> I, yeah, I guess if we establish that, then we can always have a backup then okay. for any yeah, player, then, right? In, yeah, just in case. For the rest of the okay. year? Yeah. Okay. Let's establish so, that. Yeah, we'll do backups. Okay, we'll, we'll establish yeah. an injury sub. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So if Dougie can't make the trip, let's just say he gets injured. My my backup plan is sturdy and solid, is uh, Luis Felipe is my backup plan. Well, th- thank you, Sharon, for joining us. We, we appreciate it and uh, hope things get better on, on your side. Yeah, thank you so much. And again, prayers for my mom and and uh, the situation right now. Okay, love you guys. Thank you, Sac Republic fans. Thank you, State of the Republic soccer fan fans. Bye. Take care. Have a great day. All right. Thank you, Sharon. Thanks, Sharon. All right, Jared. What what's your prediction? Uh, it, it's going to be a rough match. I mean, Detroit's home crowd is, is notorious, you know, for mm-hmm. being being loud and being, uh, bringing the ruckus. So that might rattle our boys a little bit, but I'm gonna say it's gonna be a not, not even two one. I'm I'm gonna go with maybe one nil. We end up shocking Detroit. Uh, ma- main goal I'm gonna go for. I'm trying to th- think here who's gonna who I know is going to be. On the roster there, uh, we'll go with uh, Luther at first. Okay. Uh, if if for some reason if he's not able to make it, uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Duke. 
All right. Well, that's good. I'm glad you guys are are keeping it positive with these wins. But I am going to have to turn down a win as much as, of course, I hope I'm wrong as always. But I think that Detroit is definitely a tough team to to travel to. Right. I I mean, I I watched uh, some of their Open Cup games, especially the one against uh, Columbus and then uh, a little bit of the extra time for the one against uh, Louisville. And this is a team that is is really challenging, right? And like you mentioned, they they have uh, a lot of fans there, right? They usually pack their stadium. They're really loud as well, and so it's definitely uh, not not an atmosphere that you could just go and feel like you could just get the three points anytime, right? In fact, it kind of reminds me a little of when Harkel Park um, had a capacity of around eight thousand people, because that's about mm-hmm. their capacity, I believe, also for their venue and. It, it seems a little like it, right? With the exception that their supporter group, if I'm not mistaken, I think they're like in the middle yeah. of the stadium, right? So um, yeah, a lot more louder <laughs> being in in the middle there. Um, but I, I think it's it's a one one tie that that we get from the the venue there. And I see Keiko scoring first, uh, and if he's injured, then I'm gonna give it to Dougie. But Again, it's not going to be an easy match because it's it's a long travel, right? You got to add to that the fact that they're going to be traveling um, almost cross country, right? I mean, granted, you're not going all the way to New Jersey, but still, any travel whenever you're going to the Eastern Conference, I don't care who you're playing against, is going to be quite uh, a flight out there. So I think oh, it's yeah. going to be like that. And, you know, it's going to be a little bit of an earlier match for a lot of us <laughs> watching a game at 4.30, but... You know what we're hoping for the best, and uh, it's going to be quite interesting again to seeing us play against a team that again is basically wearing our our home jersey, right? They got the sash, the red sash, <laughs> the dark red uh, jersey, and all that. Yeah, it's going to be also, uh, quite interesting. That, and also the uh, the naked guy on the crest. Yeah, that's a big difference. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's that's a big difference. But, um, different uh crest that they have there but but i gotta say a great atmosphere from what it looks like just watching it on tv and how loud that stadium is yeah there's a reason why they wanted to join mls i think a couple years back um why the people there were trying to make a a run for it and and all that yeah i mean as far as that goes it the bid didn't exactly go through because I, I know the land parcel they were trying to use or put up for the bid originally would have gone for uh, Wayne County uh, Correctional Facility. I mean, that's I mean, we, we kind of get the idea of uh, Detroit's uh, socioeconomic uh, situation over there. But uh, Detroit is starting to come back. I mean, they're, they're working their way back. But uh I don't know as far as the MLS club, um, Detroit, I mean, Detroit City FC, I mean, they're the biggest thing in the in the region for soccer anyhow. So I'm, I'm glad that they're at least in the USL championship, but who knows, maybe they'll, they will work up their way into MLS. Yeah. That, that'll be for the future. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad that they were able to make it a USL championship because there's a team that was playing in lower leagues, right? Uh, up until, but before this year for the season. Yep. And if y'all go back in their history, you could see that even when they were in lower leagues, they, they were packing that venue where they're playing not now, right? So that team definitely had the arguments to be in championship. And I'm really glad that, you know, their ownership 
got to have a team that made it to that level and you know that that is once again you know rising or uh, not Phoenix rising, but rising our attendance uh, counts uh, throughout the league, which uh, was really great. And I think with all the MLS two teams leaving, we're going to see a much higher average attendance, and which is good because we know how bad attended those uh, MLS two venues are, right? If not, let's look at New York Red Bulls two with two hundred and one people, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, and and two hundred of those are. Uh, away fans or is one is actually uh just a red bull super fan <laughs> well I, I would say not, not even 200 uh, of those were fans because uh in our end sectioning a lot of them were uh supporters of a uh, duke lacroix you know friends family and everything like that from, from the area so i'd say oh. maybe about maybe 160 170 were uh red bulls two fans <laughs> oh yeah yeah it's it's just yeah it, one of those things where it has to be uh, uh mls uh next or mls next pro right that takes care of not seeing much fan aside from maybe family members of the players oh, yeah. that probably go watch those games but i mean it's 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 just a development league and that, that should be no place for a, a second division quote-unquote right league like us with championship we, we need to have just fans of a team that are actually going to watch uh, a game so that's the next game against Detroit. Again, there's a team that has been doing pretty good, right? Because in the last couple of games, they, they tied against Pittsburgh Riverhounds at Pittsburgh 1-1. And we know that team is uh, a pretty tough one. They're actually in fourth place right now uh, in their conference. So not, not an easy team to get a point at, away especially. And then before that, they'd be Atlanta United 2-3-1. Again, granted, these MLS two teams have been doing not so great this season. Uh, but they also went to Miami and managed to get a tie. And then before that, they'd be um, our Hayden Sarges is uh, Ludon United for two at home. And then, of course, we know uh, they got kicked out of the Open Cup round of 32 uh, through a dramatic penalty kick shootout against uh, Louisville City. So this is a team that has not been doing bad. I mean, they haven't lost since uh, May 7th when they traveled to Tulsa and they lost 3-1 but other than that I mean they've pulled a couple of wins uh, a, a couple of ties I mean I could consider the Open Cup still a tie right I mean they lost in penalty kicks but they still uh, took it to uh, a 1-1 draw in regular time so we'll see we'll see how how things go uh, w- with this team because they're they're definitely a challenging one and they've only gotten 12 goals scored against in fact they're they're up there in, in the some of the best uh, defense in the East. And even overall, too, I mean, 12 goals against is a pretty solid number when you look at all the other teams and how much goals they've seen, right, scored against. And don't, don't even get me started with uh, Phoenix and their 26 goals against that uh, I know Jared is really happy about, right? <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's it's definitely gonna look good, good in the standings, you know, if, if we can uh, score some more goals because I know we could use the boost for the goal differential. Yeah, we, we really could, uh, you know, because we're, we're at a positive two right now goal differential. But above us, there's teams that have uh, plenty of goals uh, right to to account for, and so we just we need to make sure that we we start scoring more goals and um, get get more games like that. So sadly, you know, we don't have Portland Timbers too. 
or the old Tulsa Roughnecks, because if we had games against them, you can guarantee that we, we would have uh, more goals scored. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, Tulsa was de- was definitely good while, uh, good for beating while we were uh, playing against them in the Western Conference. But of course, since they moved out east, they've actually gotten better. I mean, they got into the playoffs last year, but uh, of course they did come to town uh, uh, this past March and secured the birthday win. I mean, that's another thing that this club has been good on so far uh, this season, all the birthday wins. I mean, Zico's birthday was yesterday, so I I remarked on one of his social media posts that they gave me a birthday win in March. It was only fair that he gets one too. (laughs) Yeah. That that is true too, and they gave a birthday one to my uncle. It was a week after his birthday, but I still want to count that one as well. <laughs> there we go. The standings are are looking great so far compared to uh, before the match. Let's have a look at those standings. Yeah, they're definitely looking much better than that eighth spot that we had um, going into the game. Right, we were just one spot away from the playoff there, but. Uh, again, as I continue to emphasize every time we look at standings, uh, we, we still have games in hand, right? We're still playing catch up and works in our favor, right? Because you could say, well, we still have some games. Some of the teams that are above us have more games than we do, but we're at a pretty good spot. And one of those teams being El Paso, right? Who has uh, 15 games played, three more than we do, but they're in sixth place. Uh, just one place above us uh, being that we are in seventh place. and so. You know, you get a win and you are definitely going to pass El Paso and you keep getting those points and you keep getting further away from El Paso. But right now, as it stands, uh, we are in seventh place uh, with 12 games played, 19 points. Um, but if we manage to get a win, we can actually tie up to San Diego Loyal, who has one more game played than we do. And so you could potentially move all the way up to fourth place and heck, even third place because New Mexico also has uh, 22 points, but same games as we do, but still you can, you know, be in top three, top four, right. Mm -hmm. Uh, Essentially with uh, another win and Phoenix rising has uh, 13 games played one more than we do. They have 21 points. They're in fifth place. So again, you win and you are definitely going to be above a Phoenix rising because you would be one point above them. And so uh, everyone's kind of right there, all like crunched up together. And and below us, you got teams that have more games played than we do. So if anyone looks at the table, again, just I I can't stress it enough, right? Take a look at matches played, because if you just look at points, then yeah, everyone, even Monterey isn't that far from us. But uh, you got other teams uh, below us that, you know, can have more games. Like one of those being Oakland Roots, that is in eighth place. You know, same points as we do, but they have three more games played than we do, right? And even Los Dos with two more games than we do and just one point behind us, right? Uh, And, well, even the RGB Toro, same situation as them. Las Vegas Lights, you know, two more games than we do and they're three points uh, behind us. But again, you got to look at the games uh, remaining, right? And all that. And that's that's how you can make a, a more proper analysis, right? Kind of do the thing where you look at, you know, how, how many uh, points do we have and how many games do we have and get the average count on that to get a more accurate count if you want to look at that. But eventually we're going to catch up and I can't really can't wait for that day so we have a more clear picture of where we stand. 
But at least right now we're in a really good position where we are in playoff territory despite being owed a couple of games versus everyone else. So I think team is doing fantastic, right? Because we have five games won, four games tied. Let's hope that, you know, the ties don't keep coming through and we change those ties for wins uh, and uh, only three games lost, which is not bad when you look at all the other teams that are around us and how many more games they've actually lost, including teams that are technically above us right now, right? I'm looking at a Phoenix Rising that has six games lost and El Paso that also has six games lost. So all things considered, you know, we're doing good. And if there are some games where, you know, we're close to losing, then a tie isn't bad, right? Because if you tie a game that you were losing, then it almost feels like a win. And so I'm not saying don't tie at all because those ties we actually do want. <laughs> um, but it's it's looking good, uh, right, Jared? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're just three wins away from uh, equaling la- last year's uh, result where we only had eight wins. So mm-hmm. it, this is definitely a night and day comparison. I mean, we are just performing excellently uh, this this year so far, especially at home. And we have we have yet to concede a, a game at home. The road, uh, on the other hand, that's more of a challenge. I mean, we we did have our win in New Jersey, thankfully, but uh, also some questionable losses or, or ties uh, on the road. Uh, that's that ultimately could affect us later on the season. But if we can keep that to a minimum, I mean, that would be amazing, and that'll hopefully keep us at least in the top seven to, to qualify for the playoffs later in the year. Yeah, I think we've been unlucky um, when we've gone away because we look at last Saturday. A tie against Oakland, and th- that really should have been a win, right? We know the qu- really questionable PK call. Had the PK not been called, I don't see Oakland actually tying it, right? And and that that could have been a win for us. Uh, you know, the the game before that against El Paso that we played oh, away, yeah. uh, that game I think it should have been a tie. I, I, honestly, I, I don't think El Paso deserved the win, but they ended up getting the, the late goal there. And then before that, of course, we beat New York Red Bulls, too. And then even before that, RGB Toros, when we went over there and we lost 2-1. Yeah. That game, right, the wind and, and all that was going on. I also saw that game as a game that should have been a tie. You know, I, I didn't think RGB deserved the win for, for that one. I think the only game that I really didn't have any arguments for is that loss against San Diego Loyal right at the beginning of the yeah. season, the first away trip, the 2-0. Yeah, I mean, right. we deserve to lose that one. So that one, you know, I, I can't complain, right? But all the other ones that that we lost, I think there should have been ties. We should have really gotten two points out of those games that we ended up losing. And so right now, maybe we'd be a little bit higher there in the table. But it's a good sign, right? When you when you could say that, when you could say that the games, the other games you lost, with the exception of one of them, you should have tied because we didn't deserve the loss. I think it's good. That's not something we would have mentioned last season because most of the losses we deserved. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, we did not really have a good t- tandem. It felt like last year. And that explains our eight, 12 and 12 record from last year. I mean, is, I mean, and it was definitely a dark year. I mean, we, we all know the reason that's, I mean, we, kind of took our eye off the actual league play. We were more focused on MLS and it showed, I mean, both on the, on the pitch and off, but uh, mm-hmm. this year, I mean, w- once again, and, and I'll just 
keep saying it. Kevin Nagel has dug deep down this this offseason and this season to invest in the roster, invest uh, in the fans, and it is so far being a great return of investment. And we're seeing it in the standings. We're seeing it with people in the stands, especially the Open Cup this year. So this is definitely a much, much improved club this year. I mean, this is taking us back to the early days. I mean, we, we would just dominate, and we are getting back to that. Yeah, and also, let me say, the, the game day atmosphere, it's giving me flashbacks right to those early days as well. Uh, and it, it's awesome, really great stuff. Uh, speaking to Kevin Nagel, uh, he was at the game yesterday too. I saw him uh, there uh, at the end, and uh, you, you really appreciate those things, right? I mean, uh, you don't always see team owners actually going out to games and and all that, and, and he was there yesterday as well. So And, and I'm sure he's been there at other games, but... I, I just uh, managed to like actually see him actually walk on the pitch after the game yesterday. And it, it's awesome when you see that level of involvement and definitely you could tell that it's, it's a whole different uh, team from this year uh, than from last year. And you know what? I would even be tempted to say that since the winning championship team, this is one of those really strong teams. I don't think I've seen a team that has been this strong since then right and and we're barely you know maybe like halfway almost halfway through the season and we're already saying that because the mentality is just a lot different and and it's great right and and it's clearly being reflected in the stands right because you're seeing more people go to games and and that open cup game was just something else but it was also uh, a clear indication that things are different with the open cup game because that, that wasn't something that normally happened, right? We normally didn't beat MLS teams in the round of 16 that, you know, we know what happened in the past two Open Cups and they, they managed to like pull through and, and be in the quarterfinals. And it's it's not an easy thing to do. And, and that's why no other teams had actually accomplished that uh, winning prize, right? Of like $25,000 in the past, but these guys did it. So, yeah, yeah I mean, at, and it was called early in the match. Uh, that, that was the thing. Uh, around the first uh, half, I was hearing the announcers uh, m- making mention that Republic FC had already taken the uh, $25,000 prize, uh, although the uh, Louisville match, I think, had uh, it was either close to ending or so, but somehow we got it. And then once we ended up winning, that just solidified it because we are now the uh, Soul, uh, soul surviving USL championship club still in the open cup. The only one that's uh, below us is a uh, union Omaha of USL league one. I mean, granted they were champions la- last year. So of course they're going to have that, that caliber on, on their squad. So this is definitely one, one of the better clubs uh, of our history with the, with the increased chemistry everybody has last year. It just seemed like folks were coming. You know, just getting in just to check in. They had the occasional teamwork here and there. But this year, there is a big, big difference in team chemistry. And I love it. Yeah. And, you know, even though now that we're on this Open Cup topic, too, and we'll, we'll keep mentioning it every time we record. And, and I know Sharon uh, also had mentioned that we we're definitely going to keep mentioning it here on, on the show until the game happens. But, you know, the, that game that we're going to be playing against LA Galaxy uh, in uh, Carson. June 21st on a Tuesday this time, right, uh, at 7.30 p.m. Tickets are on sale already. Uh, if you go on the official website for um, 
Psych Republic, there's a direct link there. And I got to say a shout out to the people at LA Galaxy because we actually have a designated section for away fans. And that, that's not always yes. a thing, right? It should be always a thing, but it's unfortunately not always a thing. And I believe tickets start at like $20 or so, like around there. So pretty reasonable. So if you can make it out there, then try your best to, to, to be out there. I mean, I'm still up in there if I'll be able to, to go, but I really want to go, but I don't know if it's going to work out, but I know Sharon's going to be there. A lot of other Cyber Republic fans are going to be there as well. And so we need everyone's support if you're able to, to make it out there and, you know, we, we need to be loud and hopefully things work out. And if they don't work out, then heck, you know, our, our guys have already made it to this point in the cup. And all we really ask is for them to, uh, you know, get, give LA Galaxy a tough game. If they manage to win, let's make it real tough for them to uh, pull that win. And, you know, something ironic, too, that I, I didn't realize until I was looking at the schedule, too, is that prior to that game, we were going to be playing against Los Dos, right? Talk about, like, ir- the ironic schedule that we end up playing at home against Los Dos, right? The The Saturday before that game, literally just, what is it, like, three days before <laughs> we play against their B team and then we play against the A team. So basically this could be one of those situations where if you beat those those at home, you might be like, just like on fire, right? Why not now beat the A team and imagine being the B team and then being the A team and being like, we defeated all of the LA galaxy teams out there. <laughs> right. The main I mean, two if, teams. I mean, if we can accomplish that, I mean, that just solidifies other than maybe San Diego that we pretty much own the majority of California. If we can do that, <laughs> I mean, because we, because we we've beaten uh, or we've played a, a you know, sizable game against Oakland. I mean, we scored first, we took out San Jose, uh, Monterey. Yeah. That's, that's almost a given, but we still need to play a play, you know, hard against them. Mm-hmm. And if we can end up being Los dose and LA galaxy, you know, that's total uh, state dominance. <laughs> Yeah, well, and then plus we play against Monterey at Monterey after that cup game. So the California tour continues. Uh, so, uh, absolutely. And then you see Oakland Roots, I think, like two weeks after on uh, July 9th at home. <laughs> so mm-hmm. you, you got more things that, that are going on there, too. But I think against, you know, this LA Galaxy team, it's not going to be an easy one. But no. yeah, I mean, again... We're already really happy just making it here too, regardless of what ends up happening in that game. But they got to try and like keep this winning streak going on, right? So we can like at least have that really positive vibe going on with the team as much as possible, right? Especially if you're on a hot streak. I don't know, anything can happen, right? Because you got the players feeling like we've been winning these last couple matches, right? In USL. Let's keep this going through and, and let's try and like, you know, make it as far as we can. Right. And, and, and keep, keep this, you know, good streak going on. And I don't know. It's one of those things where if you look at the bracket, right, if you manage to pull the win or whoever wins in this cup game uh, on, on June 21st, you're either going to play you in Omaha or Sporting Kansas City. Right. And we don't know what, what might happen in that game, too. For all we know, Union Omaha might pull yet another surprise, and they're moving on forward. Um, but Sporting Kansas City has not been playing good either. So you're not getting a really strong side at all from them, right? Even if they do manage to beat Union Omaha, 
if you manage to beat LA Galaxy, I think you've been one of the stronger teams in the Open Cup in this game. If you, basically, what I'm trying to say is I think the quarterfinal would be more challenging than the semifinal, right? As, as yeah. weird as that might sound, because Sporting Kansas City is not as strong as LA Galaxy. So, right. You managed to win there. I, I don't know. I mean, anything could happen after that. You know, don't be surprised if semifinal would be much easier. So, but we'll see what happens. Again, it's going to be a strong LA Galaxy side, but uh, I really hope that, you know, despite what happens against Detroit, it's really important for them to pull the win against Los Dos on uh, that Saturday because if you don't have a good result on that day, it's going to be a tough one playing against their their A team, right? Or at least that the players aren't going to be as motivated. So yes. a really important game to, I think, uh, put a lot of focus in and, and plus continue to solidify our uh, good undefeated streak right at home, right? Because that could take a toll on us if they don't get a win or even tie the match. But even, even tying the match, I think, could be a little bit tough on the guys, uh, you know, m- moving forward to to another match against their A side now. Cool. Well, Jared, do you have any USL Unsolved Mysteries for, for our audience tonight? As far as uh, the, the league play, how we've, we've seen some of the teams that have had hot streaks earlier on uh, end up falling out, like uh, Las Vegas. You know, they've I mean, I'm not sure what's happened to them. I mean, they were on a hot streak for March, April, maybe a little bit earlier in, in, in May, but they have just fallen off lately. So I think they've regressed to, you know, Lights uh, lights FC doing Lights FC things and just uh, plain losing. And I guess Phoenix would probably be the, the only other one because they've only had, uh, I believe it was Kevin Lambert, uh They've only had him for one match before getting called off for international duty, and Phoenix has gone back to losing again. I mean, they just barely got the one win uh, a week ago uh, against uh, Hartford Athletic. Hartford Athletic, yes. Um, then again, Hartford Athletic isn't really much of a challenge. Um, <laughs> they 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 barely got um, one of the former uh, Reno FC uh, standouts. Uh, but still, I mean, it's really not much of a challenge for Phoenix. And what is a challenge for Phoenix, apparently, is uh, almost all the other Eastern Conference teams. I mean, they've not done so hot against Birmingham. They lost last night to Birmingham in Chandler, one nothing. They got obliterated by Tampa Bay. And then more closer to home, that whole 7 nothing uh, schmacking by, by New Mexico. So what what is happening with these teams that were on such hot streaks earlier in the year? Are are they just running out of gas? I mean, what what is go, what's going on with some, with some of these uh, big names that were supposedly running the West and celebrating championships? They are just nowhere to be seen. Especially Phoenix, right? Because if you recall, not too long ago, right, they had that like big winning streak. I think at home, right where no one, one would be beating them, and now they've lost twice consecutively at home, right? Yeah, they had the uh, $1 beer night uh, streak a couple of years ago. In fact, even Bud Light did a, a little mockumentary uh, about it. But uh, now <laughs> you, you kind of need the dollar beer nights just to even watch the matches that, that they're putting out. Yeah. 
You really do, because in the last four games, they, they've had 14 goals against in the last four games. Yeah, and it was a record as far as uh, Tampa Bay. That was the first time that Phoenix has lost by such a margin at home. Uh, the game against uh, New Mexico, that one was actually in Albuquerque. So that couldn't have been a record, but I'm, I'm sure it's probably their largest uh, margin of loss in their history. Seven goals. That's unheard of. Yeah, I, I don't even I don't even know if that might even be a USL record. We'd have to go back and, and check if there was ever a game that, you know, a team actually lost by seven. I don't even t- think Tulsa ever lost by seven. <laughs> Not by us anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, that was a crazy one. I know people say, well, yeah, there's a, the circumstances and all that, but still like, whoa, that's I mean, we couldn't even score that much against Portland Timbers, and we know how like bad their uh, U23 side was in the Open Cup. So I don't know if that's an excuse right there, because you know they that <laughs> they got demolished by by them too. But I guess it all started when we beat them two 0 in the Open Cup. <laughs> it all yeah. started with the Open Cup. So I know how much you enjoyed that. So you've been you've been enjoying oh, it. Yeah. Let's just say your coworker is probably not gonna ever work from your office ever again <laughs> <laughs> eh, who knows but uh either way i mean it's just it just warms my heart to, to see us finally getting back to our winning ways against phoenix i mean like we used to yeah yeah well i know everyone's celebrating that because we'll never forget how we got knocked out of the playoffs uh, a couple years back and and we'll continue to celebrate it as much as the the person responsible for that is no longer with them but it's still Phoenix. Still gonna exactly. Happen. Still gonna. They're still gonna be that too. Especially since Reno left, they were the new Reno. So this this, this is the season that we're exercising demons. I mean, we finally yeah, got over the got over the demon from the, the playoff match against uh, Phoenix and Chandler, mm-hmm. and then yesterday we exercised the demon of MTB. You know, finally getting back at at, at him for what he did to us last year. I mean, I, I I know I've had someone remark that all oh, the the uh, commenting about about that was not nice, but they forget that that they disrespected our club and our fans on our home field, mm-hmm. and that's something we don't take lightly. I mean, ninety nine percent of the uh, former Republic FC players, if they come to, to our house and they, and they beat us, mm-hmm. they're at least gracious about it. Not MTB, as, as we've seen. So, I mean, we 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 don't uh, forgive and we don't forget. I mean, we'll get we'll get over it eventually. But last night we needed that demon exercise, and we did. Mm-hmm. So, what happens when we go to San Antonio to, for for a match? I mean, is it going to be the same thing? I doubt it. But I'm just glad we were able to finally put this uh, chapter in the past. We move forward. Yeah, I agree. To another one of those teams was San Jose as well, right? Because we had never beaten them before, and then. We beat them at home, and and it's it's a really great feeling when you get to beat teams that maybe in the past were were a big challenge, right? And and even you went to a home game, and you knew you were playing against them, and you knew it was going to be a really tough game. And to see games where you either lost or tied against them, but not really games where you actually beat them at home, was uh you know pretty challenging. But you're right. I mean, there's a season where we're seeing the team wanting to make their place a hard spot to play at, right? And, and that's exactly what Coach said 
last year, right, especially after we didn't make playoffs, is that he wanted to make sure that we had a team that people would be proud to support at home and that any visiting team, you know, that they, they would not want to play in Sacramento because of the atmosphere and because of how challenging we make it for any team to step on the pitch and, and try to play their game and try to get any point away from Sacramento. So we're seeing that on full display because the only team so far this season that has taken any points from us was actually ironically Monterey, even though they're, they're in last right in that zero uh, zero tie that we had. But other than that, all the other teams have gone with the loss uh, at our home. And I said it at the beginning of the season, right? If you make your home a fortress and you get, basically all your points that you're eligible for at home, right? You might include a tie or two here and there. You're pretty solid, right? I mean, you just get one or two wins away at, at a minimum and you could still make playoffs. So that's the big key, right? Is that, okay, even if we don't do as good away, get your wins at home. And even that in itself is, is going to put you through uh, to the playoffs. So they're doing that. I'm really happy for that. And not just that, right? But anyone going to games is leaving with a good impression. And I almost think that's why we're seeing attendance numbers uh, looking like they're uh, higher than other seasons because the, the the people are seeing a team that that's making it tougher away teams to pull any points away from Sacramento. And the more of a winning mentality you have and the more you show it on display at home, the more people are going to go watch the games, right? Because we know people like to watch good teams and teams that, you know, are going to give you a good likelihood of pulling a win. And that's exactly how this team is. And it's it's a joy to watch them. And I'm sure, you know, we'll, we'll be getting more and more new fans of the team because of, you know, how strong this team is. Absolutely. I mean, the more fans we can get in the seats uh, to kind of borrow a page and rework from uh, Coach Briggs, uh, Sacramento was already known for being basketball hell for, for not the, the best reasons, but we can, uh, we can definitely make Sacramento a soccer hell for, for all the different reasons to work in our favor. I mean, we can get, if we can get more people in the seats, bring the noise, bring the ruckus. We want, we want to make it hellacious for any team that comes onto our field, thinks they can take three points away from us. So far, that's not happened at all this year. We need to keep it up. We need more fans in seats. We need support. We need everybody there as possible. And even if you're not able to make it, even get tuned in on Fox 40's app or ESPN Plus, social media. Let's get it in there. Let's make this our year for both Open Cup and USL Championship. Let's keep it up, everybody. Yeah, very well said. All right. Well, I think that about does it for today, Jared. Um, thank you to, of course, to Sharon as well for joining us there earlier. And, and thank you, Jared, for joining. Also, thank you to everyone for listening to the show as always. And brief reminder here, if you don't follow our social media pages yet, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Look it up at State Republic 12, and you can follow us there. We're also on YouTube. Look up State of the Republic podcast. We have a couple of different ideas on videos that we are planning on working on. So if you subscribe to us on YouTube, uh, you'll get notified when those videos get uploaded as well. So be on the lookout for that. Also, we're working on a website for the podcast where you'll be able to uh, learn a little bit more about us, the hosts of State of the Republic, 
and also be able to listen to the show on there uh, just in case maybe you don't want to listen to it on an app itself or maybe you want to stop paying for Spotify, then <laughs> what we're giving you a, another option. So I'm working on that. I, I should hopefully have uh, more details on that once it's published, but I'm, I'm hoping to have it um, live uh, sometime during this month. So just be on the lookout on the socials for when the website is uh, available. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to our episode tonight. And as always, go Republic. Be on the lookout on Saturday for our match again, 4.30 p.m. against Detroit City at Detroit. So should be a good one. And uh, have a great night, everyone. And we'll see you next week here on State of the Republic podcast. Have a good night, everybody. Oh, no, Elsa. Oh, no. It's too hot for Elsa. Yeah. Granted, it's a little cloudy here, but still. Actually, I think it was uh, uh, just like sprinkling last night in Sacramento. Like, I I mean, we weren't there, right, when when it was sprinkling, but it was supposed to sprinkle at like midnight, one in the morning. Mm. Let's see. We still got Sharon there. Uh, I don't know. I'm not even getting a uh, avatar or photo on her end. Oh, okay. I just saw her video froze uh, at the most inappropriate and time. And she's out. Oh. <laughs> she is out. Well, well, she returns. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go ahead and take a look at our pod dinner competition. Uh, <laughs> I thought. Uh, wait, what? What did we call it? Did we, we had a name too. Pod? Yeah, I just forgot to write yeah, it down. We had a name. Like, Jared. I got. Uh, what is your name? Oh God, I'm trying to think. Uh, oh my God, it was like a alliteration, yeah. a, a little bit. Oh. oh well, we'll figure it out. Maybe it was something, like, something like something like winner winner podcast dinner. Something like that. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, oh, pod winner dinner. That's what it was. Pod winner dinner. Podcast winner dinner. Okay. Yeah, podcast winner dinner competition. Podcast winner dinner. Let me all going in the bloopers, everyone. Oh. So let me go back and act like out. I knew, like I knew the name already. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it, of course. <laughs> we know this we, we don't forget these things <laughs> you write everything else down louise seriously you know our predictions and then the podcast podcast winner dinner <laughs> okay all right whatever back okay 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 guys i'm gonna pop off you guys keep going okay just pretend i'm still there chattering and laughing in the background but i i gotta go Okay, well, we'll give you a proper goodbye here on on the show, too, so people don't wonder.